amazed at the shit in my life. I'm amazed at the shit in the world. I was on a plane once, like about a month ago, and they had high-speed wireless internet on the plane. And they had never done that before. They explained to us that we were like one of the first aircraft. And I opened up my, my laptop, and I'm online. I'm looking at YouTube and shit while we're flying. And then it broke down. And the woman says, I'm sorry, but we have to fix the internet so it's down for the rest of the flight. The guy next to me goes, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, dude, how does the world owe you something you didn't even know existed 30 seconds ago? <laughs> That was Louis C.K.'s uh, hilarious uh, concert, comedy concert. Um, I've watched pretty much all of Louis C.K.'s specials, and I know that he's fallen out of favor with a lot of people based on things that he's done. Um, I really don't delve very deep into the lives of uh, comedians or artists or, you know, unless they're really egregious, um, because I can sometimes, you know, it depends on the person, I can differentiate between the person who's doing the performance. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, the person who's doing the performance, the individual, the, uh, the the troubled person, and the characters that they play on the stage. And I feel that whenever a comedian comes on the stage, more often than not, they're giving you their character as a uh, stand-up. Just like an actor, when they happen to be on the screen, they're not that person. They are portraying that person. Um, so I again, unless somebody has done something heinous, I can say, well, there is the artwork that they have been able to place out into the world, and I get to enjoy that, and uh, you know, and, and give it different weight depending on what you know what's going on in my life and what's you know, and yeah, I mean, sometimes depending on what they do, it can affect how it is that I view the work. Uh, let's talk about Bill Cosby some other day, but with Louis. I don't know much about the details of what went on with him. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. It's more about the fact that he did some shit. He had a mea culpa moment. I thought, you know, I read his comments on it. He's disappeared now for quite some times, and I don't know if he'll ever come back. And it's interesting because last night I was watching Ricky Gervais kind of like just dig into Mel Gibson at. Uh, the Golden Globes, and he's been doing that for some times. But here, I, I recall thinking of what Mel, all the crap and shit that he had said on the road whenever he got arrested and, and all of the problems that he had over a few years and, and how people thought that this person would never be back. And all of a sudden, there's Mel Gibson back on the award show. Um, and, I, and, and, and afterwards, he's been, doing, he's been making movies, and he's made films, and I, I think even uh, one of the last few movies that he made, um, Hacksaw Ridge, might have been up for a, an Oscar. And I'm thinking, this was a person that we thought was unredeemable just maybe 10 years ago, and now he's back. And th there's a lot of other people that are, that are like that. that uh, Woody uh, Allen, uh, I think it has that kind of um, clout. Uh, people are starting to back away from him now, but, you know, he's been making movies for a long, long time under, um, you know, the umbrella of there being some serious allegations being thrown at him. Anyways, my whole point of that, I guess, it's my way right now of saying that I like Louis C.K.'s stand-up. I watch his specials. Um, a lot of my humor is really based on Louis' humor, uh, where you kind of look at the darkness that is around you and you have this gallows humor approach to it, and especially around my friends and with people I hang out with, 
I use that for effect and it gets a lot of laughs and I enjoy it. And it's, you know, once I get to know somebody, I have that darkness in me where I like to, you know, punch at the things that a lot of people wouldn't want to punch at. So, again, I guess I'm making excuses. I like Louis C.K.'s comedy. My whole point in bringing him up is that a few years ago, I was at a conference, a real estate conference, and they had a guy talking about social media. And he was doing all these slides, and he was really entertainment, entertaining and funny. He um, was also very animated, and it was getting all of these agents really pumped up about, you know, it's, it's, social media is, is an important thing in real estate. You really need to get on the bandwagon. Um, you should have an account, you should have a Yelp, you should have a Snapchat, you should have a Twitter, you should have a Facebook, and you need to develop your voice. And he's doing all this rah-rah-rah shit. And all of a sudden, he starts with a story about how on the way down here to L.A., from wherever he was from, he got on an airplane, and they told him that uh, this was one of the first flights that was going to have internet. And I looked, I mean, I started to pay attention a little bit more, and he goes on to say, hey, you know, that a few minutes into the flight, sure enough, uh, the internet goes down, and the person right next to him gets pissed off, shuts down his phone, and says, this is crap. And my spidey senses started tingling. Actually, it was pretty fucking obvious to me. And, but the whole crowd was just in, laughing. And I was seething. I was pissed. Because I know that bit. That's a Louis C.K. bit. I know it. Uh, it's, it, you know, not backwards and forwards. But I can tell you that it's, it's one of my favorite things to listen to. That hilarious uh, stand-up special, is, it's key in my head. And so I come home with righteous indignation, and I pull up Twitter, and I look, and I, you know, see who it was that was presenting for us, and I fire off a tweet to the guy, and I did that thing where you also at the person that you're having the issue, you know, that you, that you're trying to let them know that this is going on, uh, which Louis C.K. This is before he left Twitter, because I think, yeah, so, and I think nothing of it. About a couple of hours later, this guy chimes back and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's mine. And I said, no, I'm sorry. This is somebody else's bit. Uh, now, quite famous performer. You really should take notice. And it's all right if you tell the joke, I think, on, on the stage. But you got to give credit to what, you know, where credit is due. And he kept going back with, you know, and forth with me through private emails and, and, and a little bit through Twitter that no, 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 this is what's his stuff, and he felt, you know, he, uh, he stood, you know, uh, in front of it, and, and, and it was his, and, and, and not to question him, but, you know, soon afterwards, like, I got blocked, and I've never talked to the guy again, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't perform, you know, pursue it any further than that, and I don't know that Louis C.K. ever give a shit about what happened, but it pissed me off that somebody took somebody else's work, and gave themselves credit for it and that is a crime <laughs> of you know or a pet peeve uh, I don't care for it and recently I've, I've started to notice and I'm not gonna whoever happens to follow me and, and they happen to do this listen uh, I guess uh, you know what is that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery it's cool but you know I've worked a little bit 
to develop my own style as far as what I show on Instagram with my stories uh, or what I, you know, what I talk about on Twitter or the kind of posts that I put, put on Facebook with regards to my life and how I see things and the inspiration that I draw. And that has made me successful in, in, in my own little circle. And I'm happy with that. And it's fine. It's, it's something that I take a lot of credit for. But recently, I saw somebody on uh, Instagram stories who was basically doing my bits. Um, who was you know, putting together their little food montages, basically the, at the same angles that, you know, that I do it in, it, with, with the same captions that I do it in. And I had to send them a note and say, hey, listen, what's up with that? Um, or at least a shout out. And you, know, you might think, well, Hugo, that's just being petty. And first and foremost, you don't hold a patent on an angle. You're right, I don't. I certainly don't, you know, don't, don't develop the technology. I'm not the first person that has thought of it. But there's some things that are specific to me that that I've that that, that I've come up with, and, and and they're important. And for somebody to just take it and not attribute any kind of credit, or at least say that give you give me a note and or a shout out to say, hey, listen, you you're seeing this. I just want to tell you that, that, that you know that I got the idea from you, so I appreciate it. It's doing something for me. I'm cool with that. You know, I take a lot of photography. It's one of my hobbies. I enjoy it um, a great deal. And oftentimes, I will share the photos if it's, you know, if somebody's in the, in, in the image that I know. You know, it's, it's, at my kid's school, I take a lot of photos, and I oftentimes share that with the parents. And sometimes, though, a parent will put it up on their page and basically claim it as their own. And to me, that's you know, a bad practice. Like, you know, give me the shout out. Let me let them know that, hey, this photo came from somebody who's friendly to you, who likes their your, your kid, and that's the reason why I took the, the shot. Um, you know, give some credit. Uh, also, one of the things that happens with real estate agents a lot, and, I, you know, we've been having some back and forth in the industry about this, is that, for instance, I take my own uh, listing photos. Whenever I, you know, I take a listing, I'm going to sell a house for somebody, I, unless they request something very specific, I'll go out there and take the photos um, of the home. Now, sometimes uh, whoever buys it may use their real estate agent years later, or their own real estate agent years later, or the individual, you know, may have liked a specific shot that I've done. And what I've seen is that other real estate agents will go and take the photos that I've, you know, that I took, uh, and replace them and make them as their own. Now you would say, well, what do you care? You didn't, you know, they're, they're pictures of houses, but there is some, you know, artistry to doing it. I have seen a thousand bad listing photos. I have seen, you know, uh, places where uh, there's trash cans in the way. Uh, I have seen, you know, agents in the mirror where you can clearly see them. I have seen uh, water hoses strewn about the house. I mean, you don't think of these details until they actually show up. And when you're trying to make a difference and when you're trying to market something, you know, aesthetics are a big thing. Um, And so if I go and take great care of placing myself in the right place, having the right kind of lighting, uh, making sure that there's no outstanding details out of sorts. Like that is important to me. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I was helping with an agent sell a house uh, in, in, a, in our area. 
And I show up to the home first thing in the morning. I told him I really would like everybody out of the house. That way I can move around it, move things around, uh, and take the shots without having to deal with dogs and cats and family members and people moving around. I mean, I, I really like the house to be just quiet so that I can, you know, put myself around the place and take the best shots that I can and, and get the angles that I believe that I can because some rooms lend themselves to being photographed easier than others. And on this one occasion, pretty much everybody was out of the house uh, with the exception of this little chihuahua dog. And this little thing had decided to get into the, you know, the owner's hamper and pull out the underwear of one of the, one of the females that lived in the home and had been chewing on it. And so I have, I have to take a photo of the living room and this little dog has taken, you know, the, the, this, the, the, these panties and they just put them right there in, in the middle of the thing. And I can't possibly have a photo with, with these things on there. So what am I doing is looking for... Uh, you know, a paper bag or something that I can move them with, and also hoping that nobody happens to be walking into who walk into the house right there and then and catches me, you know, b bouncing around the house with, with with my underwears in my hand, and that's the kind of level that sometimes you have to take as an agent, moving things, moving shit out of the way, like in, in a backyard, to try to make the place look presentable. I've done dishes. I know agents who have moved, you know, whole rooms around, who have brought in their own furniture to make the room look, you know, a heck of a lot better. Uh, it, it, you know, the agents don't sometimes get a lot of credit for the shit that they have to do in homes to make them look, you know, appropriate. Uh, because for every multi-million dollar listing out there that is taken with a professional group uh, crew for pho photography and video, there are millions of homes out there that are just regular uh, places that have issues that don't have the most flattering angles that have uh, you know deferred maintenance that needs to be addressed or it needs to be concealed for lack of a better term you know with your shot I mean you're trying to get people into the home uh, and agents you know there's a there's, there's an ethics debate on that uh, back when HDR was very popular or was newer to the scene agents were doing some crazy shit with HDR photography and that's where like you know, the uh, you take several images and you superimpose. You take several images, I think a different exposure or something like that, and you can then compile them together, and it creates this so you know surreal um, kind of uh, shot. Uh, it, it's what I consider is just an oversaturation of colors, and so greens look almost neonish, and it just makes you know homes, in my opinion, look like shit. I, uh, I also know some agents who were homes, the, 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 the lawns weren't exactly 100% great looking. They might Photoshop a little bit of uh, a grass in there. And you really got to be careful with that because then at that point you're manipulating to the point where you're getting into some, where you're not marketing the home as it truly is. You're starting to play with, you know, you're getting, getting into some bad spots and some agents have gotten themselves into trouble over that. But... I tell you all of that for the purpose of, uh, you know, of outlining the fact that listing photos take some forethought and to just then take them from another agent and then start using them as your own, that's bullshit. Uh, you know, and, and let's, let's talk about it from the standpoint of value. If I were to hire somebody to do that, you could easily run, it could easily run you three to four hundred dollars right so you are in essence stealing 
from an, another person. And agents are, have been, and I'm not going to throw everybody under the bus, but there are some agents who are notorious for doing that. Um, and, I, and I think that's bullshit. But anyways, you know, I tell a lot of jokes. I, when I, I hang out with people, I'm constantly giving folks a hard time. You know, I'm poking at the little things that I know that they're a little bit sensitive of. It's, again, they're my good friends, so I know how much to push it and how uh, and when to uh, dial it back, even after a few drinks. Um, but one of the things that I do do is that if whenever I tell a joke that it's either an inter- uh, you know a, a literal uh, verbatim, sorry, a verbatim uh, word for word of another person's joke, I will give that uh, comedian credit. I'll say something like, oh, well, that's something that Dave Chappelle would have said. And there's some great Chappelle lines that I love, you know, going back and introducing into my into my joke telling. Um, but, or if it's, somebody, if, I, if it's somebody's story that I've heard, somebody that I know, I will give that person credit. I do not like taking from others and making it sound as if it's my own. And if, as we get more into this social media race to be the most outlandish or to be the most original or to be the most the funniest or whatever it is your desire. I hope that you yourself don't ever get to the point where you start taking the work of other people as your own and not giving credit, obviously. Or it, 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 when if you start monetizing on it, I think that's a real shame because you're taking from somebody else's plate. And that's not cool. So for you, a lot of you content creators out there, is this happening to you? I mean, are you finding that other people are just basically ripping off your style and and uh, and uh, taking uh, from you? Uh, is it something that you've done yourself? And have you learned how to correct that and 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 not do it? You know, in in the future, what what is your take on it? What are, what are you seeing out there? I'd be curious to know. Everybody, thanks for listening. Peace to you.